Hello, my name is Aziz, and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She's really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about life. Too many women in this world feel alone. They worry about the judgment of others, and they struggle with their mental health. But when they listen to the Rare Girls podcast, where empowered women share their voices and tell their stories, many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all insecurities. They will feel it is a safe space to find their confidence, to remember their unique beauty and to feel their self-worth. And they will connect with the sisterhood of rare girls who encourage their success and support their dreams. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Panache Gumbanjera. Nashi lives in Harare, Zimbabwe. She is a bachelor in tourism and hospitality graduate. She is also a floral designer in the making. She loves to create designs and music, swimming, and reading. Nashi, how are you today? Hello, Isis. How are you doing? I feel blessed. I feel positive and very curious to know much more about you as a person. So I'll begin with this nice first question, which is, Nashi, if your friends and the people who know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Uh, <laughs> okay, I really don't know how to answer that. But I think um, they'll describe me as a driven person, confident, yes, and a little talkative. But I think those are the three best ways I can describe them. Thank you. That's really, really interesting. And I'll speak about your talkative side. Maybe because of the social isolation and the pandemic or because of other factors, there are some women who stay more timid because they worry if I say something and then I sound stupid or people don't like it, then uh, I, I better be silent. What gives you that courage to be talkative even when, you know, other people, you might say the wrong thing? I, I don't know. I think maybe it's just something that I learned to be. I learned to be um I learned to be talkative I guess cuz I really I used to be a quiet person but as I grew up I decided to be you know what I'm just going to be the say my opinion right now type of person so yeah I think it actually developed yeah thank you and I'm also curious about your um career and development as a designer a floral designer in the making what interested you in that? How do you feel when you're doing your floral designs? What captivated you instead of doing any other thing in the world? Okay, um, to be honest with you, my floral journey began um, this year in January. I think on the 18th of January, to be exact. And I really didn't see it as a career that I would, really, that I would rather put myself in. I didn't think I'd be doing something like that. But... It's about when I think of something, I think of a floral design that I want to come up with and putting it together. I think that's what makes me happy. It actually makes me happy to see someone smile because of something that I did. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, but then it's the, yeah, it's putting together the design. Maybe it's like 
bringing something to life. I think you, I can say it in that way. That's what makes me happy. And I think that's what drove me to that type of career, that field, that area. That's where I found myself in. Yeah. I like that. And I'm happy that you found yourself in it. You said that it pleases you a lot to see the happiness of people when they experience your floral designs. Does that mean that you're someone who loves to please people? And therefore, sometimes such a person tends to sacrifice themselves too much for others and feel like uh, they're not really living their own life in their way because they try to please other people? Or are you different? How is your perspective on being a people pleaser just because you enjoy pleasing people and making them happy? Um, I actually used to be a people pleaser. I used to be, I used to seek um, validation from people, you know, seeking that kind of acceptance. But I think I got to a stage where I realized that even if people accept you, even if you try to please people, you can never satisfy a human being. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You can never give someone 100% because if you do, you can, you could say it's your 100%, but to them, it's probably not their 100%. So in the end, you're just going to end up pushing yourself. You're going to end up um, pushing yourself to the limits. You know, you'll be limiting yourself to a life that you could enjoy more if you don't have to strive in pleasing people and maybe just sometimes just do things that are good for you and good for your life. I like that confidence. <laughs> so you're on your journey of finding your own strength and your own confidence. Can you share a bit more about that? Have you struggled with mental health at some point? Was there something that you needed to overcome? And what did you do in order to make yourself feel stronger? So I've struggled with um, AIM for most of my life, I think about 10 years now. And I've also had insecurities about my body because I feel like I'm not so thick in the right places or I don't have enough weight for something. So it's really been tough for me. It's really been tough. I've had moments where sometimes I'll just be removing myself from a place I'll extract myself from people because I'm dealing with those type of situations. You know, sometimes you have, they attack you, so your insecurities attack you so much. And sometimes you don't want to be around people. You just want to be on your own and maybe try and deal with that. But I, I don't know. I think mostly for me, what saved most of, um, what saved me from my insecurities um, was prayer, I think, and God and beginning to know God. So the moment I started um, inserting myself into my Christian life, I started working on my Christian life. I started gaining confidence. Uh, I would find strength in those small little verses, you know, like there's small verses where you can actually just stumble across it on the internet or something and you're feeling some type of way. But for me, that would really help me go through my day. But I, I can't say I've fully recovered. I can't say that I'm um, 100% confident and I know my self-worth or things like that. But I can say that for now, actually on the journey and the journey has been tough. It has been, but yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. Thank you. And you are studying tourism and hospitality and have your bachelor in, in Zimbabwe. What interested you in this? Like, what drew you to the field? What made you interested in it? To be honest with you, that was not my first option. <laughs> um, it really wasn't. But 
as I continued to study the program, I realized that I'm more of a people person, not a people pleaser, but I'm more of a hospitality person. I like interacting with people and I find it quite easy to be a customer service oriented person. So I think um, as I grew into it, I grew to love it as I grew into it, but that wasn't really my first option, to be honest with you. But yes, you eventually... Um, I realized that it was more of my field than what I had wanted in the first place. Thank you. And can you share a bit more about the culture of women in Zimbabwe? Many people who are listening maybe have not visited your country. How different are they to other African women? How is the attitude, the mindset? How is the treatment of women maybe in Zimbabwe? What is your perspective on that? In Zimbabwe, we are more of we are more of, we, we really don't have an actual culture that I could say we stick to. We're different from Indians. We're different from maybe the Jews, but mostly Zimbabwean women are a Christian woman. And one thing, a Christian women, sorry. And one thing that I really like to point out about the women in Zimbabwe is that they're really prayerful women. We are driven to God. You know, we are different to God type of um, women. And we, Zimbabwean women, we, we are basically just men, but in, in a different way. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Like business wise, you find most of the things that are being run in Zimbabwe now are women. We have women that we look up to us as you know the young adults we've got adult women that we look up to as well so i really think that for someone who wants to visit zimbabwe they can find that zimbabwe is most is where most women actually are from we have a lot of models a lot of business women who are out there in the world and they're from zimbabwe that's very interesting and you said that zimbabwe women are more like men how do you feel uh, like the level of masculine energy and feminine energy is there? What is your definition of it? Do you feel that sometimes you need to feel that feminine energy or no, you have been uh, all your life in that driven, more masculine role? Or explain this to me more to understand how it is. Okay, in terms of um, masculinity, I feel like Okay, I was I, I meant it in the business perspective mostly because the women in business in Zimbabwe they are not backing down. Um, I don't know if you know we we have um elections that are going on this year, presidential candidate elections, and we also have a woman who's running for presidential candidate. So I really think that for someone for a woman to want to be in that role, it's really it's it's amazing. It's really amazing. So I really feel like when you get masculinity energy in a woman who is in business, then you're going to have something very successful because men are focused. Men can be very focused on something. But when it's a woman, but she has masculine energy and she's in business and she's really going to be successful. So I think that's how I meant it. If you get what I'm saying, if you understand now. Yes, I do. I understand it. And you are from Zimbabwe originally. Some people from Zimbabwe choose to go to other parts of uh, South Africa or other parts of Africa. What made you decide and choose to stay in uh, Zimbabwe? Is it to be close to your family? Is it because you believe that no matter what, if you're focused, you can make it big in Zimbabwe? Or how is your choice and decision happening? I think it was that I believe that if you focus, 
You focus on your goals, no matter where you are, even if you're in South Africa, if you're in Zimbabwe, or if you're in Zambia, or you're in the USA, if you're just focused on your goal and you focus on what you want in your life, I think you can just be successful. So maybe that's why I haven't moved far away. But also the main reason is because I really love to be close to my family because my family is everything to me. So being close to family is the main reason why I'm still in the country. Thank you. And to finish this, what's your advice for other women who might be going through a tough time? They feel stuck. Maybe they're in their comfort zone and they worry too much about living life to their potential or being focused, like you spoke about, uh, or running for president, uh, etc. What do you think they should do so that they will be brave enough to go out of their comfort zone and not really feel that they cannot do it or worry too much with negative thoughts about what could happen? Okay, I think I'll use um, just two ways. Two ways. The first way and the most important way is be connected to God always. Um, I feel like prayer and reading your Bible, uh, going to church and, you know, just being connected to God, walking in God's ways um, are one of the things that you can do to remove the negative thoughts. You know, when you when you pray, sometimes when you pray and you have a heavy heart and you talk to God and when you're done praying, you feel lighter, you feel you feel much better. So I think the first step is being connected to God. And then the second step is to believe in yourself because you can never, you can never pour into someone else if you don't have anything to pour. You can never um, love someone else if you don't love yourself. You can never experience love if you don't love yourself. You can never go into your goals if you don't believe in yourself. So if you believe in yourself, you wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm beautiful. I'm going to do this. This is going to work out. I trust in God. I think that those are the only two ways that can help you get rid of the negative thoughts that can help you move into your into the goals you can they can remove you out of the comfort zone thank you so much nashi it was my privilege and my honor to uh, share your thoughts to hear your voice and to include you in this podcast thank you so much thank you so much for the opportunity i'm so excited about the podcast mm-hmm.